Nice, but cheeky, citrusy. Hello, and welcome to episode 63 of Two Geeks, Two Beers, with me, Tom, and very much the uh, Ben Affleck to my Bruce Willis, Morgan Jeffrey. Younger and better looking. Hello. <laughs> I wrote that, I was like, am I Bruce Willis or Ben Affleck? You're Bruce Willis now. I was like, so am, am I Steve Buscemi? <laughs> am I William Fitchner? <laughs> um, so firstly, mm. new logos. Yes, exciting. Uh, which is great. Um, so thanks very much to Gemma at Little Gems Prints for that, because um, we now look like a professional outfit. Yeah. If, um, if you, if you, not if that our last logo wasn't bad. It was <laughs> great, but um, it just is a great update, and it just looks more about what we're all about. Mm. And so if you haven't seen it yet, check it out on all our channels. You may you may now be fooled by the very professional-looking logo, yeah. and then you listen to us, and you go, <laughs> oh, yeah. definitely not professional. No. Um, so anyway, for this episode, mm. I wanted to tackle uh, a one-off movie that mm. was not part of a franchise. It's, it's very much its own thing, and it was very much a big cultural hit at the time. Uh, and one that is guaranteed to bring out some kind of uh, reaction. Good to, or bad. To anyone who hears it. Mm. Uh, we're doing 1998's Armageddon. Mm. So first beers. Um, now, I've had a nightmare getting these beers. Do you know what? You've been on something of an epic expedition yourself. I might as well have gone to NASA, gone into space, and that would have been far more pleasant. Um, I'm talking out my ass. Um, but essentially, I ordered it online, told it to arrive at a particular shop, mm. um, thought that would be easier yeah. than saying it to my work or my home address. I feel like you should name and shame Yodel. Yeah, and then Yodel fucked up. <laughs> they, they went to deliver at a thing, at a place, um, where there's clearly going to be people there, mm. and they text me saying, oh, um, sorry you weren't in, we've left the card. What? You didn't, you didn't go to my house? What are you doing? Do you know what this is? What? Podcast gold. Oh, yes. Fantastic. <laughs> <sighs> Don't even know if this will make the cut. But anyway, the beers I've chosen... Mm. It was it was worth it. It was worth it. It was yeah. Uh, Goose Willis. Very good. Fantastic. Goose, Goose Willis because oh I thought we were doing Top Gun but no it turns out <laughs> Armageddon. Fine. Um, Gooseberry Full Sour. Is, is gooseberry a citrusy fruit? That's why it tastes so fruity. Though. Yeah, that does make sense. It's five point three percent. It does say on the back Yippee Kaye Mother Plucker. Nice. I've just spilled it all down myself. Uh, get this gooseberry full sour made with Nelson Solvin hops in your chops. <laughs> so there you go. Gone to a lot of effort. Oh, it's all, it's all spinning so, down my leg. I don't know if Bruce gets any money out of this, but... Um, he yeah. probably doesn't. No. And that's one of the many reasons why he's so... <laughs> Miserable. Sour. Hey, hey, sour. Yeah. Like, much like this beer. Very much. Mm. Anyway, cheers. Cheers. Mm. Oh. That's very nice. Feels like more of a cider than a beer. Mm. Anyway, so... Um, Armageddon, mm. thoughts? Limited. Yeah. Um, never seen it. Never seen it? Never seen it. Never seen Armageddon. I, I know the, the vague premise, yeah. and I'm aware of most of the cast. Yeah. Um, I know it's a, there's an asteroid, yeah. and uh, they send a bunch of like oil rig guys or yeah. something to, yeah. to, to Drillers. drill it for yeah. some reason. You have to drill an asteroid. Oh, yeah. And uh, they did that. I know famously, the whole premise of the film is flawed because it's... The, the film suggests that it would be easier to train these oil rig guys oh, yeah, yeah. to be astronauts rather than train astronauts to use a oh, drill. Oh, yeah, we'll get on to it. Not that, not that I'm saying, you know, guys who work on oil rigs and drill are, you know, yeah. unskilled, but but probably harder <laughs> on balance to be a, to be an astronaut. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm aware of that Bruce is in it. Yeah. Affleck's in it. Yeah. Liv Tyler. Yeah. Buscemi, because you said that five minutes ago. Yeah. It wasn't actually, didn't actually you know Buscemi was in it. Buscemi's work. Fitchner. Yeah. I know Fitchner's in it. 
um, one of the best that guy actors. Yeah. Um, I think I've never seen it. I may have even actively avoided it, mostly because at the time, uh, the signature song, Aerosmith's I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, yeah. was everywhere. Oh, yeah, couldn't escape it. And I loathed it. Oh. I hated it. Um, which is strange when you think about it, given how much I love. I not only do I love a tie-in song, it's a movie power ballad, but I love I love a power ballad tie-in Chad song. Chad Kroger, hero. I love Chad Kroger and Josie Josie Wales, yeah. Josie Wales. That's the Josie Scott, <laughs> Josie the outlaw, Josie Wales. <laughs> Chad Kroger and uh, Josie Scott from Saliva doing hero yeah. for Spider Man. Brian Adams. Uh, Brian Adams, of course. Brian Adams. Uh, everything I do, I do for you. Yeah. From Robin Hood. Uh, Brian Adams. They were like, what can we do oh. next for for Musk three Musketeers? Yeah. We have to up the game. We've got Brian back. Get Sting, get and Rod, Rod, Rod Stewart. They're like their own Three Musketeers. All for one, all for love. Fantastic. Fantastic. And of course, the greatest example of all time, Kiss from a Rose by Seal from yeah. Batman Forever. Yeah. No, I love, I love a movie power ballad. Um, don't I hate it? I, I don't, I don't know why I hated. Don't want to miss a thing. It was, it was everywhere. It was, it was, it was prevalent. <laughs> Is that the right word? I don't know. I've had a beer. Um, so yeah, I think I actively avoided Armageddon because yeah. of that. And all, the other, the other, the only other thing I know about Armageddon. Is I'll shut up and let you talk in a minute. Okay. Is that uh, it was one of the one of those films yeah. where it came out at the exact same time oh, yeah. as another film with a very I'm oh, sure yeah, you get we'll, onto it. We'll go on. So like you know you had like Volcano and uh, Dante's Peak yeah. or which one did you prefer out of those two? Uh, Dante's Peak because yeah, because Bronholm although Volcano fine. some solid Tommy Lee Jones action yeah, but... um, and similarly you know Ants and a Bug's Life yeah. and famously Armageddon and Deep Impact. Yeah, well, there you go. So in case you didn't know. Mm. Armageddon is a sci-fi disaster movie produced and directed by, of course, Michael Bay. Of course. And produced by Joe Bruckheimer. So put the two together and you get Armageddon. Uh, the film follows... <laughs> and, and also the film Armageddon. <laughs> yeah. The film follows a group of blue-collar deep-core drillers sent by NASA to stop a gigantic asteroid on a collision course with Earth. Yeah. Because, of course, as you say, mm. much easier to train drillers to become astronauts mm. in a few days than the other way around. Do you, do you think astronauts are like, really annoyed by them again? That they, this, yeah. 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 Well, there's a little bit about scientific merit of this film. Yeah. Mm. Um, but or, thought, or indeed just the merit just of this film. Um, but I thought I'd go in a slightly different tact and go through the movie bit by glorious bit. Okay. Drill bit. No, oh, good. Um, Very good. Similar to how I did the Airbus <laughs> franchise, but oh, not as crazy as that. And, and we, all, and we, we all, love that. We all enjoyed that so much. Yeah. Let's do it again. Um, so let's start by watching the trailer, shall we? Let's please do that. Somebody dial 911! What hit us? Small asteroid fragments. This morning. How big were those? Those were nothing. The size of basketballs and Volkswagens. This new one you're tracking, how big? It's the size of Texas, Mr. President. It's what we call a global killer. The end of mankind. Half the world will be incinerated by the heat blast. And the rest will freeze to death in nuclear winter. Basically the worst parts of the Bible. Hitting a rock from the outside will do the job. So we nuke this thing from the inside? How? We drill. We're bringing the world's best deep core driller. The United States government has just asked us to save the world. We're talking about space, right? Outer space? This is like deep blue hero stuff. I'm there. I'm with you. Beat me up, Scotty. I want all of you listening to know that everything that can be done to wage this terrible battle is being called into service. May we all see these events through with the courage worthy of this challenge. All right, flight directors, I want the go, no, go for launch. Booster, go flight, GMC, go flight. Hey, Harry, you know we're sitting on four million pounds of fuel, one nuclear weapon, and a thing that has 200,000 moving parts built by the lowest bidder. Makes you feel good, doesn't it? We're going. Okay, gentlemen, you're warriors up there. We're already heroes. Just sit back and enjoy the ride. The dreams of an entire planet are focused on the 14 brave souls traveling into the heavens. Astronauts, welcome to space. It's about time. I haven't thrown up in about an hour. Let's start praying about right now. Listen, this is a kick-ass ride. Touchstone Pictures presents Bruce Willis, Billy Bob Thornton, Liv Tyler, Ben Affleck, Will Patton, and Steve Buscemi. Just hold on! Show me the other team! Matt, 
worry about me and my team. We'll get the job done. A Jerry Bruckheimer production, directed by Michael Bay. Couldn't see that. Said Armageddon, nineteen ninety-eight. It's closer than you think. It's further away than you think. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I like Will Patton, <laughs> but did he really? I guess Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Wasn't as big a deal back then, so no. Patton yeah. outranked him. But we'll, we'll, w Pats. We'll, we'll do the we'll do the cast. Amazing mm. cast. It is an amazing cast. The power of Michael Bay blowing things up. Um, it can, enough to. Well, we know it can attract you know yeah. actors of the caliber of Mark Wahlberg. So yeah, Bruce Willis is uh, Harry S. Stamper, who's the main. Driller, he's mm. in charge of all the drill guys. Right, <laughs> that's, the te- that's the technical yeah. term. The United States government just asked us to save the world. Anybody want to say no? Then you've got Billy Bob Thornton, yeah. who plays Dan Truman. He's like the NASA guy right. whose idea it is to do all this. Brilliant idea. Let's go with it. Well, it's coming right now. Right for us at 22,000 miles an hour. Yeah. Bad Affleck plays AJ, who's uh, the young sort of Jack the Lad of Harry's team. Does that mean that there's actually a job that Mr. All Go No Quit Big Nuts Harry Stamper can't handle by himself? It needs my expert advice? Now, is is Ben Affleck, um, and this might seem like a leading question, yeah. but is Ben Affleck not very good in this movie? No. <laughs> because because he's barely in that trailer. Like, he has no, oh, line, no, he has no dialogue in that trailer. No, he's one of the main ones in it. And he was quite a big deal at the yeah, time. Yeah, no, he was... Look, we'll get on to Ben Affleck later and how he thinks about this movie. Alright. But um, no, he's, he's he's he does a good job. The, the, as much as Armageddon can. Oh, and as much as Affleck can. Oh, as much as Affleck can yeah. in as much as you can in a Michael Bay film called Armageddon. <laughs> uh, Liv Tyler plays mm. Grace Stamper, Harry's daughter, who is in a relationship with AJ, and Harry is not happy with that. Do you think it's possible that anyone else in the world is doing this very same thing at this very same moment? I hope so. Otherwise, what the hell are we trying to save? Just, he do, just doesn't like Ben Affleck. Yeah, and um, essentially, I read this where originally the movie was going to be mainly about Truman, the right. Bob Thornton character, and they realised it's a bit boring. That is boring. Let's see, let's use the magic of Titanic, which was a year earlier. Yeah. And let's focus on the romance between AJ and Liv Tyler. Right. That doesn't always work with Ben Affleck movies because no. they also tried that with Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Um, yeah. I quite like Pearl Harbor. Michael Bay again. Future episode. Yeah. Yeah. I quite enjoyed it. Christ. Same with this. We'll get, we'll get on to this. Pearl Harbor, the Nickelback of movies. <laughs> of course you love it. Of course. Uh, Will Patton plays Chick, Harry's uh, best mate. I have, to, I have to say it like that. Patton. Will Patton. 20 years. They haven't turned you down once. Not about to start now. There. Um, he's essentially a guy who's... His whole story is that he's divorced from his wife who's, and they've got a young kid right. and he turns up at their house before he goes off into space. He's like, yeah. I'm doing something tomorrow. Can't tell you what it is, but I'm going to be gone for some time and I hope you can forgive me. And then later on, she sees just sees him on telly. He's like, right. see that guy? That's your daddy. And like, So he's, so he's, he's separated from his wife. Yeah. So d- whatever sort of, you know... Uh, domestic dispute yeah, went, on, went on there it's fine now because he's in space he's and being all heroic and that yeah uh, C. Buscemi plays Rockhound Buscemi yeah who's uh, one of the team Rock, he, Rockhound Rockhound yeah I don't mean to be the materialistic weasel of this group but you think we'll get hazard pay out of this and he um, is just comic relief essentially yeah and he just goes a bit bonkers he gets what they, they call um, space Wait. dementia or something like that. Space dementia. Yeah, or something like that. Space mania. Space salinity, something like that. Right. Where he just goes bonkers for no reason. When he gets, he's fine before. Yeah. He's a bit crazy, mm. but as soon as they go up there, he just gets weird does, space dementia. Does, but does he go like comically mad or like actually? Actually mad. mad, and he's almost killing people by accident. That's not funny. And they have to like um, sellotape him down. Gaffer tape and sell it. Sell it. I mean, they've sent they've sent drillmen up into space. They've probably what have we got in case anyone gets sell Space dementia. Sell it. <laughs> uh, William Fitchner's in it. He plays yeah. Colonel Willie Sharp. He's like the uh, Willie Sharp. Well, he's, he's a NASA guy. He's an yeah. actual astronaut who knows what he's doing, and they need someone to look after Bruce. So at least one actual astronaut among. Do you know what, as well? There's a few astronauts, but most of them are red red shirts. Right. William William Fitchner. <laughs> Harsh. My job is to train you how to deal with the mental and physical rigors of working in space so you don't freak out on the asteroid. No, th- th- this film as well has a lot of actors whose surnames I don't know how to pronounce. Yeah, is it so Fitchner? Buscemi. Yeah. And, and is, I don't know. It, I've always assumed Fitchner, but is it 
It's spelt Fitchner. It could be like Feitner. Feitner. Uh, Owen Wilson plays Oscar. Now, at this point, Owen Wilson wasn't really... No, she's like... Oh, oh no! Oh, oh no! I, no, you don't understand. No, I'm going up the astronauts. I'm going. To, I'm going to go into space, and we're going to blow up the astronauts. It's going to be great. Oh no! Yeah. Wow. Oh wow! Oh wow! Guys, this is like deep blue hero stuff. Of course, I'm in. Yeah, he wasn't really. He'd been in things, but mm. not, he wasn't the comic hero that he became. <laughs> this is a few years before like wedding crashes. It's a, it's a few years before Starsky yeah. and Hutch. He just done those like Wes Anderson movies at this point. Yeah. He hadn't done any of the movies of the caliber of Starsky and Hutch and Wedding Crashers at this, at this or stage. Zoolander. Or Zoolander. Or Zoolander up at this point? No. Nah, he's much know. much later. Uh, Michael Clark Duncan in one of his, if not his, very first role as Bear as one of the drillers. R.I.P. I'm with you. Apparently on set he um, was just. He, he got the role mm. and everyone loved him mm. but when he got there he was just really shy and he didn't know how to do it and he kept having panic attacks and apparently oh. Bruce and Michael Bay had to take him to one side and go come on mate you can do this you're oh. amazing in the audition come on and then he did it and he was amazing and like a year later he got an Oscar for um, Green Mile <laughs> and a year later he got an Oscar for his very touching performance <laughs> in Armageddon um, no uh, Peter Stormare always in these films but again is it Stormare? Stormari? <laughs> don't know who knows Stormare plays Lev, who's just this Russian astronaut who yeah. they meet in space. Token Russian. What, what, do you, what do you mean they meet him in space? They have to dock with this Russian uh, space like, station. They get, all right, they get to the astronaut and it's like, it's turns, out, turns out someone else thought we should do something about this. Not just America. Everyone, the rest of the world, just lazy. This is a Russian space station. Can you hear me? Ken Campbell, right, he plays this guy called Max, one of the drillers. Big, mm. big, big guy. Mm. You all right, Max? I don't, I don't. Whatever you think. The only, and I was like, I know him from Armageddon, but I recognise his face. He, done, he hasn't done much, but you'll know him mm. as the nice man in the hallway in Groundhog Day. Jimmy's like, do you think we're gonna get the spring this year? That guy. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. No. So he did that in 1993, yeah. looking like he was about 50. Yeah. And then like five years later, did this, and he's de-aged like 20 years. Campbell's got the range. Yeah. He's got the range. But really, really good. Morning. You have to see the groundhog? Yes, I am. Do you think it's going to be an early spring? I'm predicting March 21st. Oh, <laughs> good guess. You know, I, I think that actually is the first day of spring. Um, Keith David. Keith David, yeah. Great guy. He plays General Kimsey. If you're trying to make me feel better about this scenario, give it up. Great in uh, Pitch Black with Vin Diesel. Yeah, great. Another one of those that guy actors. Mm. Um, he's like one of the generals. He's like, this is a stupid idea. I agree with Keith David. <laughs> he's the only one going, are you sure? Listen to Keith. And Keith finally, knows. Finally, Jason Isaacs is in it as well. He plays um, this this expert guy mm. who they all like, he's this prick. Even though he's the one going, um, I don't think this is the... Oh, shut up. Shut up, Jason. Jason, um, what do you know, Jason? I did a piss poor job of putting it together. Well, technically, it? Pattinson applied to outer space. Just shut up, Quincy. Uh, this was the era Jason Isaacs in a different world. Mm. This was the year that he should have played Bond. Yeah. Like if Piers had dropped out at this point, oh, he should have taken over. Yeah. But anyway, let's um go through the film, shall we? Mm. Bit by bit. Um so it's a massive meteor shower. <laughs> a massive meteor shower yeah. destroys um the space shuttle Atlantis yeah. in space. Yeah. Before entering the atmosphere and hitting New York City, like you saw in the trailer. Obviously it has to be New York because it's the only place America knows and whatever. If it was just a <laughs> random town in uh, right. China. No yeah, so it's like the only place America yeah. knows yeah. New York. Um, hang on, have I missed a bit? I have missed a bit. Mm. We'll go back. Go we'll back. Start again. We'll you start said again. you'd go through it bit by bit yeah. and now you've missed a bit. So we'll start with... <laughs> so we'll go through the movie. Bit How by... are you struggling with the plot of Armageddon? <laughs> we'll start by going bit by bit right. in this film. Okay. Starting with an amazing yeah. intro. Giving all the... <laughs> it can't be that amazing. You forgot it five minutes ago. Giving all the exposition you need. <laughs> We need the exposition. From the only person you could, who could deliver it with such gusto. Right. Bear in mind, I've seen this film loads of times. Yeah. And I thought, that's a great voice. I don't know who that is, though. Whatever. Only researching this did I realise mm. it was Charlton Heston. Char oh, wow. It's obviously Charlton <laughs> so he's, Heston. So he's like, these meteors are going to blow up the Earth. No Armageddon sequels. <laughs> so here we go. This is the Earth at a time when the dinosaurs roamed a lush and fertile planet. A piece of rock just six miles wide changed all that. 
hit with the force of 10,000 nuclear weapons. A trillion tons of dirt and rock hurtled into the atmosphere, creating a suffocating blanket of dust the sun was powerless to penetrate for a thousand years. Very strong. Very sort of film. Charlton, not actually in the movie. No. Just did a bit of voice work and pocketed yeah. the cash and probably directed it straight to the NRA. Um. Um, so, a massive meteor shower destroys the orbiting space shuttle Atlantis before entering atmosphere and hitting New York City mm. because it's the only place that Americans know. It's the only place that Americans yeah. know. Uh, NASA discovers that the meteors were pushed out of the asteroid belt by a Texas sized asteroid. Again, name a state that Americans will know. Yeah. Um, that will impact the Earth in 18 days. Like, and you know Texas is big as well. Yeah. It's not like... I know. It was like an asteroid the size of Ohio. American is that Samoa. Big? Is that big? <laughs> American. <laughs> Very topical. Yeah. Nice. American Samoa. Uh, causing an extinction level event that will wipe out all life on the planet. Now, I you would, you'd hope that something so massive would kind of pop up on NASA's radar at least a few years before. You, you? You would, well, we always know when these things are coming. Yeah. But yeah. Apparently not. Right. Uh, NASA scientists planned then to drill a deep shaft yeah. into the asteroid right. and plant a nuclear weapon into yeah. it that when detonated will split the asteroid in two and fly safely past Earth. Does it have to be nuclear? Can it not just be a big bomb? Like, it's you... got to be nukes. Yeah, but like, it sounds impressive, but if you detonated like a nuclear weapon in yeah. space, would that yeah. not have some kind of like environmental impact? Look, America did it a lot in the, in the World Wars. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Do it in space. Um, look. <laughs> so, what's the only way you can sort this out? Well, you just set, you drill a hole, yeah. put a nuke who, in. Who it. are you going to get? Bruce Willis yeah, from course. Die Hard. So NASA. If it, if it was if it was if it was real now yeah. and it was Donald Trump, he <laughs> yeah. would actually say, oh, yeah. "Get me Bruce Willis." He'd be yeah. like, get, me, get, we get, it. "Get Bruce, get the, get the astronaut, <laughs> get best drill in the world." We need we need Bruce Willis. I saw Die Hard. Can we can we get back Bruce Willis from Die Hard? I saw Parasite. Well, I I didn't understand, I didn't understand it. it. Let's get let's get Bruce and he'll blow up the asteroid. Yeah. Get Ben Affleck. Get Ben Affleck. I loved I loved. And do you know who else? Yeah. Will Patton. <laughs> can we get can we get can we get Will Patton back, please? And the guy from Groundhog Day. Get <laughs> old Wilson. Yeah, my favorite film. Can we can we get back Wedding Crashers, please? <laughs> Best picture at the Oscars. Yeah, that's what would happen. Ah, um, so they they contact Harry Samper, easily the best deep sea oil drill in the world. Yeah. assistance. They keep lists of that sort of thing. Who's the yeah, best? Exactly. Who's How the best? Know? Get me Stamper. Yeah. He's the best driller. Um, Harry agrees to participate in the mission, but explains that he will need his team as well. They also agree to help, but only after their unusual list of demands, which apparently was made up by the actors themselves. They just, they just went with it. Their rider. Because uh, Michael Bay couldn't come up be bothered to come up with a script, so get that. Sounds about right, yeah. Free assault, arrest, resisting arrest. We got a collection agent for the mob. Two of these guys have done serious time. Look, they're the best at what they do. So am I, and I'm not so optimistic. We spend $250 billion a year on defense, and here we are. The fate of the planet is in the hands of a bunch of retards I wouldn't trust with a potato gun. So what's the verdict? They'll do it. They've made a few requests, though. Such as? Yes. So a few things here. Uh, nothing really big. Uh, just, well, I'm, as an example, uh, uh, Oscar here has got some outstanding parking tickets. Uh, wants them wiped off his record. 56 tickets in seven states. I'll, I'll tell him, Oscar. I got it. OK. Uh, Noonan's got two women friends that he'd like to see made American citizens, no questions asked. Paul's out there. That guy he's just re referred to. Mm. Don't know what he just called him. Yeah. Don't know who he is. <laughs> what do you mean? He's one of the crew. <laughs> yeah. But is he not on IMDb? He he must be. Yeah. But it's like they cast him mm. and then forgot about him 
Or he had to leave for some reason. Oh, really? Because he's not one of the main... You don't really see him again. Maybe his demands were... I'm pretty sure he... <laughs> Maybe his demands were not met. They were pretty outrageous. I'm sure and, he is and, and, and a little bit kind of racist. I'm sure he's in it and he and he probably... His character dies or whatever, but it's like they just... Seems like a kind of... Sort of glossed over him. you should probably know. I know, but like... <laughs> if we're talking about... Do you know what? In the next bit, I'm going to look it up. Because it's, Great. it's weird. Anyway, carry on. Carry on, Bruce. Max would like you to bring back eight-track tapes. Not sure if that's going to work, but... Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Chick wants a full week's Emperor's package at Caesar's Palace. Uh, hey, you guys wouldn't be able to tell us who actually killed Kennedy, would you? Um, Bear would like to stay at the White Horse. Thing. White House. White House. White House. Yeah, he'd like to stay in the Lincoln bedroom of the White House for the summer. Stuff like that. Sure, I think we can uh, take care of some of that. Harry. Yeah, one more thing. Um, none of them want to pay taxes again. Ever. I got a lot of questions okay. about this film. Yeah. Mostly related to hair. Because right. Bruce's hair in this film is spectacularly odd. It's like it's like it's it's it's. Well, this he's, is before he went full. Bald. He's not full bald, yeah. but he feels like he's like fighting to keep his follicles <laughs> at this point. Also, Billy Bob Thornton is is all butt bald, and yet I've seen him more recently. He must With have loads of hair. He must have had a, a plug at some yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I've looked him up. That's yeah. what I was talking about. Yeah. He plays a character called Noonan, which was the last film he was ever in Armageddon in 1998. Did he like played by Clark Heathcliff Brolly? And it says here, he's still alive, um, on IMDb, Clark is a passionate singer, songwriter and musician. He's played many bands and blah, 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 blah. Uh, who the fuck was that? <laughs> it's like when we've said in Ocean's Eleven, how there are certain characters in there, like, how yeah. do they get a part of their crew? Yeah. And he was one of the main, like, crew, but then he's just sort of in it, but not in it. And then, they, yeah, weird. Is he just a mate of Michael Bay? Could, could well be. Anyway. Sorry about that. I, I didn't. It was so nothing. I forgot about him at all. Yeah. Whilst I was researching it. Researching. So yeah. Re watching that clip. I'm going. Oh yeah. Anyway, um, as NASA puts Harry and his crew through 12 days of rigorous astronaut training, Harry and his team re-outfit the mobile dr drillers named armadillos. Um, Wait, what? So they got these little mobile driller things. Right. Like little separate machines called armadillos. Armadillos. So get into then. Yeah. Oh. Um, when a piece of the asteroid wipes out part of Shanghai, fuck it. Um, NASA is forced to reveal their plans to the world, so they're trying to keep it secret, but now they're like, ugh, fine, okay. Um, and then two advanced space shuttles called Freedom and Independence are launched. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. This fucking film. I address you tonight not as the President of the United States, not as the leader of a country, but as a citizen of humanity. We are faced with the very gravest of challenges. The Bible calls this day Armageddon, the end of all things. And yet, for the first time in the history of the planet, a species has the technology to prevent its own extinction. All of you praying with us need to know that everything that can be done to prevent this disaster is being called into service. The human thirst for excellence and knowledge. Every step up the ladder of science. Every adventurous reach into space. All of our combined modern technologies and imaginations even the wars that we fought have provided us the tools to wage this terrible battle. Through all the chaos that is our history, through all of the wrongs and the discord, through all of the pain and suffering, through all of our times, there is one thing that has nourished our souls and elevated our species above its origins, and that is our courage. Dreams of an entire planet are focused tonight on those 14 brave souls traveling into the heavens. That man's not a salesman. That's your daddy. And may we all, citizens the world over, see these events through. Godspeed 
and good luck to you. Freedom Crew, Independence Crew. Mr. President, Mr. President, what the fuck are you thinking? Sending driller oil rig guys into space? You're an idiot. You're a buffoon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, if it happened now, again, <laughs> social yeah. media would not be happy. It, you know, it yeah. would be trending. <laughs> not my asteroid. <laughs> Um, Stanley Anderson played the president, mm. perhaps best known for playing Drew Carey's father on the Drew Carey show. Uh, oh, so okay. The shuttle's uh, dock with a Russian space station, manned by Lev, Peter Stormer. A uh, fire breaks out during the fuel transfer and the station is evacuated before it explodes with Lev and AJ making a narrow escape. Which one's AJ? Uh, ben Affleck. Right. Uh, 60 hours later, the shuttle slingshot around the far side of the moon to land on the rear of the asteroid as they travel through the asteroid's debris field Independence's uh, hull is punctured and crashes and most of its crew killed (laughs) now in the crew included a lot of the the characters the less famous but AJ was on it at the time what but he'd already gone off with Lev but they they all thought Affleck was dead Liv Tyler's watching back going oh no Ben Affleck no Freedom with Bruce Willis and everyone else lands safely but misses the target area meaning they now must drill through a thick crust Oh, luckily they've got the best got damn, the best damn drill, drill guys um, cue the best moment featuring William Fitchner on film in my mm. opinion let's get it unpacked what's up drilling for some kind of metal I've never seen before it's fried two of our drill bits and now we blew our first transmission so how deep are we we could use your help with the transmission Colonel. I have an assessment report due now we're supposed to be at 200 feet so how deep are we not as deep as we'll be when you quit asking me all these questions to help us load this transmission on it. What is our current depth? Our current depth is not important, Colonel. I'll decide what's important. We've got 800 feet to drill. You've had two and a half hours. Where are we? We're at 57 feet. Now, if you're not too busy, maybe you can give us a hand with this transmission. Colonel Sharp! Houston, this is Freedom. Do you copy? Working on a remote satellite like at this moment. Transmission change. 20 Colonel. minutes. Puts drilling... Final in 10 hours. Please advise. That's four hours past zero barrier. Please advise. What the hell is this? Zero depth. And where'd this come from? Who are you talking to? Is that Truman? Let me have that phone. Give me the phone. Truman, look. This is what happens when you drill. We cannot use your U.S. Air Force personnel-only drill time card. Who wrote this thing, by the way? We're losing comms look, again. Is he getting this? Does he hear me? What's wrong with this? I'm sorry. What do you mean it calms down? What do I mean? I mean, we've lost communication to mission Fine, control. let's go back to the cargo bay and get the transmission. Hey, 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 guess what? You had your shot. You didn't do it. You understand me? You can't do it. Why, my men and I will go and get this hole dug. You and your men are the biggest mistake in the history of NASA. Oh, burn from Fitchner. I mean, he's right. He is right. He is right. So when they fall behind and communications threaten to fail, uh, the military initiates secondary protocol to remotely detonate the weapon on the asteroid surface. If they had a secondary protocol, why was... <laughs> this was plan A. So essentially, they were like, look, if this fucks up, let's just yeah. blow it and hope for the best. Right. Even though the whole point was to drill it and get it in the middle of it. What, you know what I mean? So they thought, like, so if, like they, if it fucks up for some reason, it just, just doesn't work. Just, let's just blow it up on the yeah. surface, even though it's not in the in the asteroid. Plan B: just blow up the nuke. As long as we blow up the nuke, <laughs> that is the main thing. Um, I mean, it's expensive stuff. We might as well blow it up. Um, as this would be ineffective, Dan Truman, mm. Billy Bob Thornton, um, delays the military, while Harry persuades William Fitchner to disarm the bomb so they can complete the drilling. So they just have a big argument and like, yeah, let's just do it. Yeah. After the mission is resumed, the Freedom Armadillo strikes a gas pocket and is blown into space, killing the bloke from Groundhog Day. No! no. I Sorry, I'm still recovering from Freedom Armadillo. <laughs> That's a thing in this movie. Not the dime bar adverts no. Harry Enfield. Would you like the surprising combination of crisp caramel stuff and delicious milk chocolate, smooth on the outside, crunchy on the inside? Nope. Oi, mates, armadillos! Smooth on the inside, crunchy on the outside, armadillos! Dime, the surprising alternative to armadillos. Two armadillos! You're a bit thick, really, aren't you? With the uh, mission presumed lost, worldwide panic ensues, and martial law... Now, now worldwide panic ensues. Not when they're like, we're sending... Bruce Willis. We're sending Bruce Willis and his team of drillmen... Drillmen? To to space. And and, and they're going to detonate a nuke inside this asteroid. Everyone, Everyone was like... It got leaked Solid. to the media. Sounds like a pretty good plan. Yeah. Now everyone's panicking. 
Um, but then another meteorite destroys Paris. And fuck Paris. Where, so where are all these like? So there's little mini meteorites. That's not why, how it works, is no, it? No, there's one big mother meteorite. Right. Which is gonna if it hits the Earth, it will it'll kill everything. It cause total uh, annihilation of the human race. Where's Charlie Heston? God, that occurred to me <laughs> when I was is. watching another scene. I was I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah. And I was thinking. He's not anyone in the film. Yeah, but Maybe, he remembers the dinosaurs. Charlton Heston is God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it makes sense, doesn't it? Armageddon fan theory. Um, but yeah, it destroys Paris because a little mini one. So it like, destroys fuck Paris. Do you know what? They, they do this a lot in American films. Like, um, like White, was it, which one was it where, where London just gets blown up entirely? Isn't it G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra? It's, yeah. Another excellent movie yeah. where, yeah, they just sort of blow up London and Paris. But as long as, you know... As long as America's all right. Yeah, as long as... As long as the president's okay. Yeah. As long as Ohio... I don't know why I keep going back to Ohio. <laughs> but as long as Ohio's okay. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> as long as, as, long as K- Kentucky and... Other places in America. You're right, I don't know anywhere else in America. New York. As long as New York is yeah. fine. Chicago. Everything's fine. Um, however, AJ, Lev and Bear, Michael Clark Duncan, mm. they survive the independence crash and they arrive in their armadillo to help to complete the drilling. So they, they lost, Bruce Willis lost his armadillo. Right. They're like, we're fucked. We don't know what we're going to do. And then AJ yeah. turns up, look, I'm here. We've somehow found you, even though we're miles away. I've got, I've got my own armadillo. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry that you've lost your armadillo. Yeah. Don't worry. As the asteroid approaches Earth, the surviving crew is struck by a rock storm which damages the bomb's remote trigger, meaning that someone has to stay behind to de- detonate it ma- uh, manually. Right. After the uh, the crew draw straws, AJ yeah. is the one that is selected, Ben Affleck, so right. I've got to do it, I've got yeah. to do it. As he and Harry exit the airlock, Bruce being Bruce, yeah. rips off AJ's uh, air hose and shoves him back inside. His air hose? Like, to keep him breathing. Is that, again, is that a technical term? It's air, it says here. Air hose, all right. Uh, telling him he is the son he never had. Well, I thought he hated him. I know. And he'd be <laughs> okay, got no defence of that, no. okay. But he'd be proud to have him marry Grace. He, hate, he hated him before? Or is he like proving himself to him throughout the mission? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the only way you can prove yourself yeah. to marry Liv Tyler is if you go into space and rescue everyone from annihilation. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, you can marry yeah. my daughter. Yeah. Um, That's the word I would use for it, annihilation. <laughs> what other word could there be? Right. <laughs> uh, before preparing to detonate the bomb, Harry contacts Grace to say his last goodbyes. Yeah. And uh, I'd say Bruce making sort of an effort. I, I, watching him earlier, I was like, he's not not making an effort, but nor is he at his, like, no. his, he's not like his diehard peak, but no. nor is he at his, again, G.I. Joe retaliation no. trough. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, watch this. Daddy? Hi, Gracie. Hi, honey. Grace, I know I promised you I was coming home. But I don't under- understand. Looks like I'm gonna have to break that promise. I, um... I lied to you, too. When I told you that I didn't want to be like you. Because I am like you. And everything good that I haven't side of me I have from you. I love you so much, Daddy. I'm so proud of you. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I know it, baby. But there won't be anything to be scared of soon. Gracie, I want you to know AJ saved us. I wish I could be there to walk you down the aisle. But I'll... Get on you from time to time, okay, honey? I love you, Grace. I love you too. Gotta go now, honey. Daddy, no. No, no, Dad, no. Um, Bruce doing his absolute sort of best. <laughs> Tough stuff. I mean, a tear did fall down his cheek. I mean, it might have been planted there by a device, but um, still. Look, I love Bruce. No, I love Bruce. I love Bruce. He's just let me down recently. Anyway, um, so Harry successfully pushes the button at the last second, obviously. It's really weird. He takes ages over it. It's like... Well, you probably don't want to blow himself up. No, that's true. (laughs) Why why, why is he dilly-dallying around? If you don't do it, everyone dies. You've already made his decision. Yeah, but you're you're not getting... All right. Look, 
if you don't do it, everyone dies. You've made the decision. But you no, said goodbye. He's got a countdown. That's what I'm saying. He's got a oh, countdown right. clock. Yeah. And he's there. And he's like, well, yeah. do it on the 20 seconds. And he, he does it <laughs> right. literally on right. the last second. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he detonates a nuclear weapon and he splits the asteroid perfectly in two. A clean cut. Yeah, straight yeah. through. So both halves safely fly past Earth. Yeah. Freedom lands and they return as heroes. So, so, so like the asteroid like divides yeah, perfectly, and like both sides like go like yeah. graze the other, either side of the earth. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, what do you think? I mean, I mean, it's it's no more stupid than yeah. I thought it probably would be. Um, I think it's quite impressive that Liv Tyler is one of the main cast members, and I you mentioned her about twice. Oh yeah, she has nothing to do. Mostly, mostly in relation to men telling her stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty spectacular stuff. Apart from her, there's no, there's no female characters. There's one female astronaut, but she has barely anything to do. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Alright. I'm again received mostly negative <laughs> reviews from film critics, many of whom took issue with, it says here, the furious pace of his editing. Now, you probably didn't see much of it, but mm. it's classic Michael Bay is just cut, yeah. cut, cut, yeah. cut. Every scene is just so much yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. So, you think it's stupid? Don't worry about it. Something else is happening now. Exactly. <laughs> Um, is it terrible? I can't tell. It's moving too quickly. The film is on the list of Roger Ebert's most hated films of all time. Ooh. In his original review, Ebert stated, The movie is an assault on the eyes, the ears, the brain, common sense, and the human desire to be entertained. On Siskel and Ebert, yeah. Ebert gave it a thumbs down. However, Gene Siskel gave it a thumbs up. Siskel loves which, it. Which sums up Armageddon, in my opinion, because you can get two people, mm. both have, you know, both most of the time agree with each other, mm. both great friends, mm. but completely different opinions on, on the film. So you might watch it and right. think this is... The biggest dirge of all time. Yeah. I really enjoy Armageddon. There we go. See me. I really enjoyed it. So the reaction you're saying then yeah. to Armageddon, split down the middle. Exactly. Perfectly down Perfectly. the middle. Perfectly down the middle. Much like the asteroid right. uh, yeah. of the film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ebert went on to name Armageddon as the worst film of 1998. <laughs> Why is he? I feel like Ebert at this point is just making up lists. Yeah. So we can go. <laughs> Eber, what did you think of Armageddon? He's like, um, it's all these things I just said. It's an assault on the senses or whatever. It's also uh, the worst film I've seen of my entire life. Also the worst film I've seen in 1998. Uh, worst film of the 90s. Worst film of the 20th century. Worst disaster movie. Uh, worst, worst, Bruce disaster, Mi- worst Bruce Willis movie. Worst Ben Affleck movie. <laughs> and that's hard. Uh, yeah, yeah, he named uh, it the worst wor- film of... Worst Will Patton movie. <laughs> worst film of 1998. Though he was originally considering Spice World, but chose this instead. Wow. Come on. I mean, both have great casts. <laughs> Uh, Todd McCarthy of Variety also gave the film a negative review, noting Michael Bay's rapid cutting style. Much of the confusion, as well as the lack of dramatic rhythm or character development, results directly from Bay's cutting style, which resembled a machine gun stuck in the firing position for two and a half hours. They should have uh, tried that. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, why not? Just, just fire it straight into the asteroid. Um, in April 2013, in a Miami, Miami Herald... Yeah. Love those guys. Uh, of all the Heralds, in, that's uh, my favourite. In an interview to promote Pain and Gain... Uh, Bay was quoted as having said we had the, we had to do the whole movie in 16 weeks it was a massive undertaking that was not fair to the movie I would redo the entire third act if I could but the studio literally took the movie away from us it was terrible my visual, ex- my visual effects supervisor had a nervous breakdown so I had to be in charge of that I called James Cameron and asked what do you do when you're doing all the effects yourself but the movie did fine <laughs> Bay's like look I've made some shoddy movies yeah. in my past Armageddon, one of them. Anyway, enjoy Pain and Gain. I know. I think when I used to, in my last job, I'm mm. sure I did a ranking of Michael Bay movies. No, I did In Defence of Michael Bay. Yeah. And Armageddon is not the worst of Michael Bay's repertoire. It's probably better than Pain and Gain. Yeah. But however, despite all that, it was an international box office success, becoming the highest grossing film of 1998. What did it beat out? But it made 500 over $558 million, which back in 1998, that's a lot. And considering... It wasn't like a part of a franchise. No. It was just a Bruce Willis disaster movie. Even Ben Affleck wasn't like a massive star at the time. And to do that... And like, grant, that. granted, you had Will Patton. I mean, you had the power of Patton. <laughs> the Patton power. Um, so it'd be... Uh, next in line was... See, <laughs> when you watch... When you look at these lists... It was 1998 just to really it, like... It was great. But it was back then, you had hardly any sequels and like it is now. No more sequels. <laughs> so... Granted, number yeah. 10, Lethal Weapon 4. But then you had Shakespeare in Love, Doctor yeah. Doolittle, Mulan, Deep Impact at number 6. Oh, so, oh it, it thrashed Deep Impact. Uh, a Bug's Life, There's Something About Mary, Godzilla at 3, Saving Private Ryan at 2, Ooh. and Armageddon at number 1. So wait, uh, you had uh, Armageddon and Deep Impact and 
Ants and A Bug's Life all in the same year. Yeah. 1998. Yeah. And when was... Ants, I'm sure, was the same year as well. But Yeah, well, when was uh, Dante's Peak and Volcano? <laughs> Volcano? Was that the same year? Was it 1998? Yeah, did something happen in 1998? Yeah, 97. Only the year before, though? The year before, yeah. What was going on in the late uh, 90s? Very strange. No one was uh, aware of... Didn't have the internet as much as you do then. <laughs> anyone making a film about a volcano or an asteroid or some insects? <laughs> Google it. I can't. Let's just assume not. Now, you're probably asking... Is Armageddon scientifically accurate? I'm sure. I'm sure they are. In an interview with Entertainment Weekly, Bay admitted. Oh, oh, sorry. So yeah, oh. Is, is Armageddon scientifically accurate? That's that's Michael Bay. That's not going to any scientists. <laughs> he admitted that the film's central premise that yeah. NASA could actually do something in a situation like this was unrealistic. However, the largest. I'm sure they could do something. The largest known, and it's called here, potentially yeah. hazardous asteroid, or mm. PHA to space fans. <laughs> space fans. Is called the, <clears throat> and this is. They need a better name than this. Uh, it exists in the in this in space right now. So, right. the f- in brackets five three three one nine close brackets one nine 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 J M eight. Call it like the beast or I know. something. Yeah, the humdinger. Yeah, <laughs> the Bruce. Um, that is apparently only seven kilometers in diameter, but that's the biggest potentially hazardous asteroid out there right now. I thought I thought I heard the other day there was literally one that's like going to kill us all or something. Well, that's what it says here, mate. Wow. Additionally, near the end of the credits, there is a disclaimer that says, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration's Corporation Assistance does not reflect the endorsement of the context of the film or the treatment of the characters depicted therein. Right. So just look, by the way, look, look nothing no, to do with us. No. Um, the infeasibility of the H-bomb approach was published, infeasibility. was published by four postgraduate physics students in 2011 uh, and reported in the Daily Telegraph as such. <laughs> a mathematical analysis of the situation found that for Bruce's approach to be effective, he would need to be in possession of an H-bomb a billion times stronger than the Soviet Union's Big Ivan, the biggest ever detonated on Earth. Using estimates of the asteroid's size, density, speed and distance from Earth based on information in the film, the postgraduate students from Leicester University found that to split the asteroid in two with both pieces clearing Earth would require 800 trillion terajoules of energy. In contrast, the total energy output of Big Ivan um, in 1961 was only 418,000 terajoules. Oh, I'm sick of these nerds <laughs> telling me what I can't do. Yeah, you we'll know, drill a hole you in know what? Fuck you, we'll me it. and my boys, we'll drill a hole, we'll get a nuke, and we'll split it right down the middle. Beautiful. Yeah, you nerds. Look, Why don't you go hang out with Fitchner, you we'll, nerds? We'll get the terajoules. Ah, don't worry about it. We got, we got terajoules for days. <laughs> Don't worry sun. about don't sun, don't worry about that. Um, but this is the best thing the whole best thing about Armageddon yeah. researching this. Yeah. Have you heard about the commentary track? Oh, I I know I, I know of it's Affleck's involved, yeah, so isn't it? Essentially what they did was yeah. which was crazy. Now can we just talk about the dying art of the DVD commentary? Because well the dead art. It just doesn't exist anymore because no. of streaming. Yeah. And I'm surprised Netflix haven't delved into this and gone, it is because it is great. Yeah. I for instance, Red Dwarf. Yeah. I've got all the series on DVD and sometimes I just watch Red Dwarf I might have mentioned this in the, yeah. in the podcast with the commentary on because it's absolutely hilarious yeah. listening to the cast just laugh and get on you know it's really yeah. funny Dog Soldiers yeah great movie better with a great commentary <laughs> the cast just get drunk great it's great they have a great time so what they did for this they tried a different tact <laughs> and they had four different commentaries right so they had separate ones that they, they, so they didn't do it all together. Right, yeah. They did one with Michael Bay, one with Jerry Bruckheimer, one with Bruce Willis, and one with Ben Affleck. And then edited them all together. And then put them all together, but in the same commentary. So like, it wasn't like you had to pick one and listen no, to one at no, a time. No, no, no. But so that the best bit. suggests that those four people couldn't be in a room no. together. So apparently, there's no, you can't find it unless you buy the DVD. Right. But Bruce Willis's commentary is apparently just a deep delve into the dying of a soul of him just going, yeah, we did that, and then that happened, and... Uh, have a hard hat um, <laughs> and Michael Bay's one's alright but yeah. Ben Affleck's yeah. is fantastic because right. I don't know how long after they made the film whether yeah. it was like 10 years later or yeah. just a couple of years or whatever yeah. but he he is just, he having a great time he can't believe how stupid this film is and they just recorded him <laughs> doing it and like yeah. well, we've got to use it yeah alright so just listen to the, honestly like the Funniest things I've ever heard in my life. The best thing Ben Affleck's ever done, and I—I I mean that with love because I love Ben Affleck. Yeah, and you love Good Will Hunting. Yeah, and this is this is brilliant. So just listen to this. This is him watching back a scene and just explaining. Does this make any sense whatsoever? 
I asked Michael why it was easier to train oil drillers to become astronauts than it was to train astronauts to become oil drillers, and he told me to shut, shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so that, that was the end of that talk. He's like, you know, Ben, just shut up, okay? You know, this is a real plan, all right? And I was like, you mean it's a real plan at NASA to train oil drillers? He was like, just shut your mouth. <laughs> So here's where we demonstrate that because Bruce is going to tell the guys that they did a bad job of building the drill tank. He did a piss. See, he's a salt of the earth guy. And the NASA nerdonauts don't, uh, don't understand uh, his salt of the earth ways. The rough and tumble ways. A rough and tumble. Like somehow they can build rocket ships, but they don't understand like what makes a good tranny. He's <laughs> laughing. <sighs> Like eight whole months, as if that's not enough time to learn how to drill a hole. But in a week, we're gonna learn how to be astronauts. Uh, one whole week, now you know how to fly into space. I need my guys. Why do you need them? They're the best. They're the best. Why are they the best? I don't know. They just are. I mean, this is a little bit of a logic stretch, let's face it. They don't know jack about drilling. How hard can it be? Aim the drill at the ground and turn it on. I think it's just drilling a hole. There's a lot you gotta know about. And when you're gonna break, snap off an edge of the tranny on a corner of a hot pipe, and you're gonna get a gas pocket. Like, yeah, well... What about when the booster rockets don't fire and your EVA suit and your zero gravity, you know. Didn't you see, a, didn't you see Apollo 13, boy? <laughs> oh, very funny. Very funny. Very funny indeed. So I command you, even though the quality won't be as good as a Blu-ray or yeah. Netflix, whatever, yeah. buy the DVD. Yeah. You still have a DVD player. Yeah. Do you know what? When you were done... I, I had no desire to watch Armageddon, no, but now no. I, I want to watch it with the commentary, with the commentary by yeah. Ben Affleck. I would just wish that it was just Ben Affleck now. Yeah. Because apparently it's not. It's got all of them. Anyway, you love your trivia, don't you? I love a bit of trivia, so mate. A bit of trivia, shall we? Oh. So NASA apparently shows this film during their management training program. <laughs> the managers are given the task of trying to spot as many errors as possible. Amazing. And apparently at least 168 have been found. <laughs> it's like that's like two a minute. <laughs> uh, when asked why he did this film, Steve Buscemi replied, "I wanted a bigger house." Fair. Fair enough. The uh, the Michael Caine excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is just nerdy. This isn't funny. It's just nerdiness. It's just really interesting. Oh, it's, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's nerdy. Do you remember, remember Penguin Bars back in the day? Chocolate yeah. Bars. Yeah. You know, like, they always have a joke. Yeah. On, on the bar. Famously. Do you remember that for a period they had, like, facts? But it wasn't. They didn't say they were doing that. So you read it like, oh, uh, is a good one. Is this, it's like it's why, like. Why? How many terajoules does it take to to <laughs> get uh, to blow up an asteroid? Yeah. Four hundred eighteen thousand. Yeah. Oh, it's a fact. Don't get, don't get it. <laughs> it's like you get that sometimes with um, Christmas crackers. Yeah. And you, and you go, that's not, that's not funny. Oh, is it? Oh, is it a fact? It's a fact. Oh, fact. This is a fact. Um, the shuttle, <laughs> it's not funny, but it is a fact. The shuttle launches were filmed for real. Disney or Touchstone Pictures were allowed to put cameras, about sixteen of them, all over the place. It says here, the camera on the launch pad was shaken so hard that all the screws fell out of the lens, and it had to be returned to Panavision in a box of pieces, which they put back together. <laughs> So that is interesting. That is interesting. Uh, Bruce Willis has said that he did not care for Michael Bay's directing style and refuses to work with him again. Is that, is that where he's like, what did you make of Michael Bay's directing style? I did not care for I it. I did not care for it. Uh, can you guess, in classic IMDb style, uh, okay. who was only one person, it says here, was considered for the role of Harry Stamp? Okay, so... Only I'm, one guess. IMDb, oh, only one guess? Only one person. Well, can I, can I have a guess at like three sort of categories of the sort of people that yeah. IMDb will throw up? So, it's either... Yeah. Someone very, like, like it'll be like Stallone, yeah, or someone like sort of like B grade, like yeah. Richard Gere, <laughs> or Richard or Gere. someone a little bit left field, no, like it's the, the first category, like Don Johnson. That's no, the first category. All right. <sighs> not Stallone. Arnie. Yeah. No, no, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. He's like, I wish I could walk you down the aisle, but I've got to. I'm sorry, Liv Tyler. I've got to go now. They don't know jack about drilling. <laughs> I order you not to go. I've got to go. I've got to detonate the nuke on the asteroid. <laughs> Didn't happen. Uh, Bruce Willis was given a second trailer that housed a full working gym at an estimated cost of $175,000. 
It was never used. <laughs> Classic Bruce. What a dick. Classic Bruce. And then finally, and we'll, we'll delve into this now, the film, this film and Deep Impact mm. had an unfriendly back and forth as both projects were greenlit and filmed throughout 97 and 98. Michael Bay insulted Paramount's project by comparing uh, Tia, Tia Leone's star power to Bruce Willis's, leading to Leone saying that uh, the statement was so Michael and it was not clear how firing guns would defeat an asteroid. Um, when Deep Impact opened strongly at the box office in May 98, a few months before Armageddon, uh, Paramount then pointed out all the problems that the rival film was having, which um, yeah, which they thought was going to damage Armageddon, and it didn't. It, it, didn't. it, back, it, had, it backfired. So Deep Impact... Have you seen Deep Impact? I've not seen Deep Impact either. Okay. No. Really, I've seen both Ants and A Bug's Life. Oh. And Volcano and Dante's Peak. Well, but I've seen neither. Double, double Bill. I've not seen Armageddon nor Deep Impact. So that debuted, as I say, in May that year. Mm. Uh, directed by Mimi Lader. Lader? Lader? Lader. Lader. Um, the film is about a comet on a collision course with the planet Earth. Our only hope is to send a space shuttle to intercept it, land on it, dig inside of it, and then blow up the entire thing with nuclear explosives. Wow. I didn't know it was that similar. I, I just knew it was about yeah. asteroids. Uh, and then two months later, Armageddon came out. Do they nuke yeah. it? Um, well, yeah, but the, th- the difference is um, they're totally different in style. Right. So Deep Impact is a more of a serious drama about the end of the world, um, and it sort of divides its time between the people on Earth and the astronauts, but doesn't really delve into the astronauts as much. And crucially, they are astronauts. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They don't hire a professional driller. Yeah. But not only that, but the mission fails. What? Yeah, the asteroid hits Earth. What? And loads of people die. What? Yeah. And then the second half of the movie is dedicated to like um, doomsday survival and how, how, how humanity deals with it. Yeah. It's really dark. I watched, I, I won't put it on now because it won't be good for audio, but I rewatched the bit where the asteroid hits Earth. Yeah. And it's really tough to watch. Really good graphics well, for the time. Yeah. And just, just really miserable and horrible and those well, people no, die. And no wonder horrible. people enjoyed Armageddon yeah, more. That sounds, that sounds horrific and mean-spirited. If Armageddon never came out, I think mm. Deep Impact would have a bigger legacy. Mm. But it's very serious and po-faced. Morgan Freeman's in it and he's great. Yeah. But it's it's just really depressing. Yeah. And, and But in, in a good way, it's good. Yeah. But Armageddon, there's just so much more fun and the boys and it's great and it's, <laughs> it's Aerosmith and yeah, full of macho, womanising. Why would you call a, a, a film that's that sombre and serious... Deep Impact, yeah. which let's face it, sounds like its own porn spoof. <laughs> like it's like, what are we going to call a porn spoof? Wow. Deep Impact. We're, we're done. Yeah, we can't beat that. But I'll, I'll show you the trailer at least for Deep Impact, so you got a little clue what it's like. A few minutes ago, the United States ambassadors to every country in the world told the leaders of those nations what I'm about to tell you. The comments are still headed for Earth. <laughs> been planning for the worst, so I hope you'll bear with me and listen to what I have to say. To ensure the continuation of our way of life, we've been preparing a network of immense caves, and we can put a million people in them, underground, for two years. On August 10th, we're going to hold a national lottery. A computer will randomly select 800,000 Americans to join the 200,000 scientists, teachers, soldiers, and artists who have already been chosen. In addition, the United States and Russia have been building the largest spaceship ever constructed to stop the comets. That's about it. So, what do you think? All together. Ah, uh, fairly dreadful. Yeah. 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 But it's the nineties, isn't it? Nineties disaster movies. Yeah, but like I just I think I'll just happily stick with watching. I'll, I'll watch Dante's Peak again. If I'm gonna watch a disaster movie, yeah, I'm gonna watch Bronholm in Dante's Peak. Yeah. If I want to watch running a volcano. Yeah, and if I want to watch another disaster movie that's exactly the same volcano. as that. I'll watch Volcano. Tony Jones. I, at no point am I gonna watch Armageddon. Honestly, I guarantee you'll enjoy it. Mm. I know the sort of films you like, and mm. I think of its of what it is, you'll enjoy it. Do you know what? I'm pretty drunk right now. Yeah. And I still don't feel like I'm <laughs> I'm drunk enough to enjoy Armageddon. After drinking Goose Willis. Even even with this citrusy Goose Willis inside me. 
But um, yeah, that is about it. Thank you very yeah. much for joining us. As ever, you can uh, listen to all past 62 episodes and other bits at our website, twogeeks2beers.com. And you can also email us for any suggestions or just to get in touch at podcast at twogeeks2beers.com. And you can also follow us all over social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Two Geeks Cast. Follow us there because you really don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> and also we're on Patreon where we'll have uh, special goodies. So when mm. we release a new episode, we'll tease it with a little clip that only you will be able to get in advance oh. like a week before. If you can't wait, yeah, little, little teaser for you. And special one-off episodes. Mm. So for instance, mm. I haven't seen oh, anything about Doctor Who yet. <laughs> I have no idea what happened in the later series. You know, Morgan's going to explain it to me. Yeah a noob and yeah. that'll be just hilarity will ensue but you won't be able to hear it unless you go on Patreon so yeah. that's a little nugget of the kind of thing you can get so Patreon's on, yeah, a bit like search for us and you'll find us Patreon's a bit like uh, Steve Buscemi yeah. or, or William Feitner yeah. Patreon Patreon yeah. no one knows who knows and we're on YouTube yeah. uh, slowly search, yeah, we're slowly encroaching yeah. on YouTube uh, search Two Geeks Two Beers on there and you'll find our YouTube channel uh, where you can find uh, some of our earliest episodes in full, but also uh, clips from some of our latest and greatest episodes. Why not send a clip to a friend and get them hooked yeah. on Two Geeks, Two Beers? Because they will be hooked. Yeah. Obviously, if they listen, they'll be hooked. And we say this every time, but yeah. please give us a rating on like iTunes and wherever we get your yeah. podcasts, because it really does help, yeah. and it just feels great when we hear it. It feels great. Yeah. feels really good. Um, so, to end... Obviously, there's only the one thing I can do here. So, in, in 1997, yeah. songwriter supreme Diane Warren was watching Barbara Walters interview James Brolin. That's a callback. Father of Josh Brolin. <laughs> Brolin. Brolin. We should explain Tom doesn't actually yeah. think it's Brolin. I did think it was. You did for the longest time. Think he was called... It's Brolin. Jo- Josh and James okay. Bro- Brolin. So she was watching Barbara Walters interview James Brolin. Brolin, 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 Brolin. Right. His, his wife. Yeah. And Brolin said... Wait, he, is Josh Brolin's mum Barbara Streisand? Just double check <laughs> Is he? That can't be true. Thanos' mum cannot be Barbara Streisand. No, this is not a... <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but Brolin said that he missed Streisand when they were asleep. <laughs> and Warren wrote down the words, I don't want to miss a thing. He So James Brolin came up with the line, I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, but that's not what the song says. The song doesn't say... What What? What, what, what did you I say? Just, uh, what? What did you say? I don't want to miss a thing. No, before that. Oh, no, it was when he missed Streisand when they were asleep. Yeah, well, oh, okay, yeah. I could stay away. Yeah. What yeah. does that mean? I miss I, you when I'm asleep. It's like when, they, when they're when asleep and they're not thinking about... It. He loves her so much that yeah. when he's closing his eyes and they're asleep, he's like, oh, I'm not seeing you right now, I miss you. Right, well, that's different. That's saying, I'm not missing you when my eyes are closed. Yeah. Or, I, no, I am missing you when my eyes are closed. You can't miss her when you're asleep, <laughs> unless you're dreaming of other women. Maybe. James Brolin. Um, but anyway, I'd say this this song given to Aerosmith of all bands yeah. so they didn't write it I thought they wrote it um, and they hadn't done anything for years it yeah. was a huge comeback out of nowhere Aerosmith this band from the 70s was just suddenly massive again the 70s? yeah they've been going for, for ages wow. and um, yeah it was a huge hit did, it's a year. this has never occurred to me before and I don't know why it hasn't and I'm an idiot Yeah. did they get the gig through Liv Tyler? I don't know it's never really explained yeah. I don't know if it's just by complete fluke yeah. or if they cast her and they were like great or if they had the gig and then they cast her do you know the story about oh, we will end this podcast yeah, eventually Stephen Tyler is Liv Tyler's dad yeah like but do you know the story about that how um, he, he is her dad yeah. but for years she didn't know he was her dad oh, and, really? she, and she was like yeah she was raised I think by some other guy yeah. and then she was like do you know what I sort of look like, uh, just like I look like a hot female version <laughs> of Stephen Tyler from Aerosmith and then she reached out to him and turns out he was her dad he's like oh yeah I'm totally your dad yeah yeah yeah, yeah. turns out he did miss quite a lot of things <laughs> her childhood um Anyway, I'd say, like we said earlier, um, this song probably largely helped the movie's popularity. They just did stuff like that then, didn't they? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, what? Yeah. I'd say this song was one of the biggest reasons yeah. the film was such a hit. Oh, yeah. yeah it, it, kept, it, yeah, it kept going. Heart back to school discos of 1998, uh, and there's, there's a girl across the dance floor, yeah. and I fancy her, and I yeah. just want to kiss her and tell her how much I love her. Don't care. And then she goes off with bloody... Martin Wells. Martin Wells. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we'll leave you with Aerosmith. I hope, unlike William Fitchner, you don't think of us as the biggest mistake in the history of podcasting. Mm, after this one. <laughs> I could stay awake just to hear you breathing Watch you smile while you are sleeping While you're far away and dreaming I could spend 
Armageddon with a bit more oomph. Okay, we're like angry. <laughs> it's like episode 63, Armageddon. <laughs> two geeks, two beers. Episode 63, Armageddon. Nice. Okay. Got a bit clocks on it.